This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Wednesday, the 29th of September. In your sport today, the NRL Grand Final might be on the move. The Perth Ashes Test is in serious doubt. Rachel Haynes is ruled out of the India series and a very costly wrong turn. This is your sport today. Queensland has been the sporting saviour as other Australian states have had to deal with COVID lockdowns, but uh, Queensland had its own scare on Tuesday, which has already caused a cricket match to be abandoned and gabs. It could mean the NRL grand final has moved from Brisbane to Townsville. Yeah, it could, Fez. And this all started yesterday when Queensland Health announced four locally acquired COVID cases in Brisbane. Now, this is a big deal, and that's because the NRL grand final is supposed to be played, as we know, at Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane on Sunday. NRL head of football, Graham Annesley, says that there are plans in place to move the game to Townsville if needed, but he also said that there were no plans at this stage to move the game. Yeah, Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk basically said the same thing and she said they'll review the situation over the next few days. Uh, But Gabs, the new cases meant there was no saving the cricket. No, the Sheffield Shield game between Queensland and Tasmania, that was meant to start yesterday in Brizzy, but that got called off about 30 minutes before it was supposed to start. The game could have gone ahead under the current health orders, Fez, but Tasmania decided to play it safe and they flew home instead. It means now that the game will have to be played later in the year. Yep, that'll be rescheduled. Uh, And the teams were also meant to play a one-day on Sunday, but that looks like that game is also going to be pushed back. Let's stick with Rugby League because the teams are in for Sunday's grand final. The Rabbitohs, they've named the same 17 players that beat Manly last week. But the Panthers, they're going to be without Tavita Pangai Jr. because of a knee injury. Yeah, and it means that he's played his last game for Penrith Fez because he's off to Canterbury next year. So what this means is experienced forward Moses Leota, he's going to return from injury to replace Pangai in the starting side, while youngster Spencer Lanier will play his first grand final after he missed last year's match with illness. There's a bit more Fez because we've got Panthers fullback Dylan Edwards. He was on crutches yesterday. Brian To'o rocked up in a wheelchair on Monday. And then prop James Fisher-Harris is in some doubt with a knee injury, but all of those guys are expected to play. Things, they look a little bit smoother for South Sydney. Their only concern at this stage is skipper Adam Reynolds, who has a groin injury, but he says he's right to go. Sunday's grand final will be his last game for South. He's off to Brisbane next year. As for today's trivia question, let's keep it grand final themed. When was the last All-Sydney grand final and who were the teams? Gabs, you were at this one. Yeah, I certainly was, Fez. I'll give one little clue. Uh, One of the teams from this game was involved in that match and that game was last decade, but that's all I can say. All right, no more clues. Find (laughs) out the answer at the end of the show. This summer is going to be all about the Ashes. Our cricket fans, of course, know this. The last of the five test matches against England is meant to be in Perth, but unless quarantine conditions change, 
Federal Sports Minister Richard Colbeck, he says there is a very slim chance that there'll be a test match in Western Australia this summer. Yeah, and what this comes down to, Fez, is quarantining. The Perth test is meant to start on January 14, and that's less than a week after the Sydney test finishes. And as it stands right now, travellers coming into WA from New South Wales have to spend 14 days in quarantine. Colbeck says that if England's players have to spend a fortnight in quarantine during the summer, that they simply won't do it. And that's why he says the Perth match is in serious doubt. Cricket WA boss Christina Matthews says she's trying to get Perth to hold one of the first three tests as the teams would be coming in from COVID-free states. But that was before Queensland's outbreak yesterday. Yeah, we're just going to have to wait and see on this one, Gabs. Uh, if you want a quick explainer on how the state and territory borders work, Claire and Kate from the Squiz, they've done a Squiz shortcut that covers all the key questions. I found it very, very useful. I'll put a link in the episode notes if you want to check it out. Perth was actually meant to have two tests this summer, the Ashes and then the women's test against India, but that's been moved to the Gold Coast and it starts tomorrow. Gabs Australia are the favourites, but they'll be without veteran batter Rachel Haynes. Yeah, that's right, Fez. Haynes hurt her hamstring in the third one-dayer against India on Sunday, and it's bad enough that she'll miss the test and the rest of the series as well. It's a pretty big blow for the Aussies. Haynes is the second most experienced test player in the squad with five matches under her belt, and she's one of Australia's best batters. Queensland batter Georgia Redmayne and all-rounders Talia McGrath and Annabelle Sutherland are the players most likely to come in for Haynes. And as you said, the Aussies are favourites for this match, and that's because they've never lost a test match to India. Yeah, they've won four and drawn the other five tests, but they haven't played since 2006. The match is a day-night test. It starts at 2.30pm Eastern time, and it's on the Gold Coast. Uh, You can catch it on 7, Foxtel, KO Sports, and ABC Grandstand Radio. It's been a big year for our world number one tennis player, Ash Barty. She's played all over the world, and of course, who could forget that win at Wimbledon? But Gabs, we might have seen the last of her on the court this year. Yeah, it's certainly looking that way, Fez, and that's because Barty is pulled out of next week's Masters tournament at Indian Wells in California. In terms of events, Masters tournaments, they're one step down from the majors, but they're still a big thing. But Barty won't be there, and she hasn't given a reason why. She hasn't played a match since losing in the third round of the US Open three weeks ago, and her coach, Craig Tizer, said Barty might not defend her title at the Women's Tour Finals event in November, and that's because, Fez, it's been moved to Mexico from China. Barty has called the 2021 season a grand adventure, but Fez... That adventure might be over. Yeah, and it's been a successful adventure, that hasn't it, Gabs? Um, Barty won five titles this year, and she's still the number one player in the world. Barty's not the only big name to pull out of Indian Wells. Naomi Osaka and Serena Williams, they've also withdrawn. Winning a marathon, I'm told, takes great fitness, mental strength, and a bit of luck. Well, how's this for some good fortune? A runner by the name of Tyler Pence won a marathon in Mississippi after his two main competitors took a wrong turn halfway through the race. Okay, so fitness, mental strength, and luck. I think I now know why I don't do (laughs) marathons. Uh, So what happened here was two Kenyan runners, they were in the lead halfway through the Quad City Marathon in Illinois when a volunteer cyclist that was guiding the runners went straight when he should have turned. Now, this was a 
costly mistake because the two Kenyans followed him and they were disqualified and that allowed Pence to come through for the win in a personal best time and he picked up the winner's check of $3,000. Race organisers apologised for the error but they did say that there was plenty of signage that showed the correct route and there was even a meeting about the course the night before. I mean, Gabs, I can't really blame them. I use Google Maps for everything. Uh, the race organisers, they've said they're looking at ways to compensate the two disqualified runners. All right, time for Catch This, the stuff that caught our eye on what's coming up. And Gabs, I've got my eye on a bit of fashion. Uh, Tom Brady's launching his own brand. It's called Brady. Apparently, it's called The Next Generation of Apparel. Don't know what that quite means. But here in Australia, the Melbourne Demons have reported $2.7 million worth of merchandise sales this year and $1.2 million of that coming after their grand final win, which apparently is the equivalent of three years worth of sales. Demons fans getting their gear. Yeah, uh, I'll leave the fashion with you. You're our resident <laughs> fashionista. Uh, I'm going to go back to footy for a second. Uh, I love the Hucker. And yesterday, Benji Marshall, he plays for the Rabbitohs and went to Cabra Park High School. He was honoured by students from Cabra Park with a Hucker at a Rabbitohs training session. Uh, it's great. They always are. Uh, and if you haven't seen it, Fez, there's a great video out there. Yeah, there is, Gabs. We'll put a link in the episode notes for you to check out. Uh, as for today's trivia question, when was the last time it was an all-Sydney grand final in the NRL? Gabs, you were right. One of the teams competing this year was in that match. It was South. They played the Dogs. What year was it? 2014. 24, and that's right. Souths won 30-6. How are you going this week? Have you got many of these right? I think I'm on a bit of a heater, one in a row. Personal best. Personal best. Tyler <laughs> Pence, look out. Uh, <laughs> all right, that's it for us today. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you again tomorrow. 